Welcome back to the Solidarity Podcast, where we share stories to connect with one another, find comfort in life's challenges, and to celebrate the solidarity that is being a woman. I'm your host, Riley Q. Recently, I had a hard day with my body. That's what I'm calling them now. Just hard days. I won't make statements like, I hate my body or I look gross, because it's easy as they roll off the tongue, it's easy to believe and become stuck in that negativity. Now, trust me, I'm not perfect. I say them sometimes, but I'm really trying to work on it. So anyways, I had a hard day, and I thought I'd share my reflection at the end of the day, because I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all may be able to relate. Today, I tried to wiggle into my pre-pregnancy genes. I hit a small goal, one of them, and I got hopeful. Still 30 pounds heavier than before I got pregnant, I was still hopeful. But as I stretched and hopped that soft denim over my thickle thighs, I quickly knew that not only were they nowhere near zipping, but all I saw was the skin and fat that spilled over the edges, reminding me that I was no longer the woman I once was. Tears started welling up in my eyes, but I reminded myself that it was temporary, and every day my skin was tightening a little more and the pounds were shedding. I just had to keep working hard. So I hugged my baby close and I moved on. A few hours later, I was scrolling on Instagram, and it hit me that my postpartum body is not like other postpartum bodies. The women who had babies a month after me, they're already in their pre-pregnancy genes. And that stung, and I suddenly felt less than and horrible. If only I'd put down the fork, pushed myself harder to move during pregnancy, I'd be there too. Instead, I'm searching for shapewear to try and feel sexy in a dress that I have to wear for a party. But then I took a step back. And through the sadness, I reminded myself that I did move. I did try and eat healthy. And although I was far from perfect, I tried really hard. And pregnancy was excruciatingly hard, but I did it. And I did the best I could with what I had. And that was enough. So I snuggled my baby close and I moved on. As my day went, I seemed to pay extra attention to the jiggle in my step and the way my stomach fell across my hips, lower than it should. Bending over, I tucked it in. I held it close as we kissed. I squeezed it hard as I stepped on that scale. The whole day, I couldn't stop thinking about it, even after I noticed how much better I had gotten in comparison pictures from weeks prior. Still, I felt uncomfortable in my body. That evening, we sat with friends, and I ate my Mexican food, and I drank my drinks, and I ate the dessert Dustin made, and inside I cried a little because I hated what I just ate. It was delicious and the company was wonderful, but I was beating myself up because I just saw each bite as another pound farther from my goal. I saw my guests with such self-control and I wanted to slap myself for drinking that second drink and eating that dessert. If only I had some self-control. And although I eat oats and salads and chicken bowls for every meal throughout my week with the occasional latte and Reese's cup with some skinny pop, every weekend I found myself enjoying a meal that I end up hating myself for later. Because for my body, even one meal sends me up the creek. I feel hopeless and dark, and I can't help but beat myself up and compare myself to those slimmer bodies that have more self-control. But I knew mentally how sad I'd be if I gave it all up completely. Food is social and fun, and mentally I need both of these things. So what comes first? It makes me question my worth and the way my husband sees me, the way I see me. It's all confused. And at that point, I couldn't even remind myself it was temporary because the cycle seemed so concrete. So instead, I snuggle my baby close and I cry because it just feels impossible. I never said it had a happy ending. 
Not everything does, but I think you can probably relate more to that than the sugar-coated all's well that ends well message. Plus, it's not over. It's my life. It's ongoing. This is just one chapter. So what's the point other than to get this off my chest and not feel so alone? I'm not going to tell you to love your body unconditionally or not compare yourself or fake it till you make it because honestly, that's just lying to yourself. If that works for you, great. But to me, that's forced toxic positivity and I'm just not here for that. I've learned that I can both acknowledge the beauty that comes in being made in God's image while also acknowledging that I don't love how I feel right now and wanting to change that. I can coexist with both of those facts in both of those places. So here's what I'll say. Love on yourself as much as you can, but realize you're not stuck. Take what you're feeling and take action to make the changes you want to make for you and you alone. Whether you're six weeks postpartum, six months, six years, or hey, even if you've never had a baby, this applies to you. You are beautiful, and that's got nothing to do with your weight or outward appearance. You are strong and smart and capable of achieving whatever goals you're striving towards. It's okay to want to lose weight. Become a healthier individual, mentally and physically. Just don't lose sight of you. And if you feel like you already have, run towards those goals with everything you've got. You may just find that you rediscover who you are along the way. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share with a friend who needs to hear this. Help me get the word out on social media. And if you're feeling it, subscribe and leave a review to help it get out to others on the algorithm who need to be shown some solidarity. Thanks again for listening, and be sure to check back next Wednesday for a new episode. As always, I'm so glad you're here. You are wanted, needed, and loved. I see you, I hear you, and you, my love, by the grace of God, you are enough.